that is the nice thing about like print on demand is I can add as many different things to the store as I want, whether it's products or designs, give it a feel. And if it's not working, I can just get rid of it and no sweat off my back. You're listening to Ideas Fulfilled by Printful Enterprise with your host, Ilse. Today, we're joined by Bryson Opperman. Bryson is the owner of Got Funny Merch Store. Got Funny is most known for the brand's hilarious slogan tees and accessories. In one short year, Bryson's business has become an Instagram and TikTok sensation, gathering thousands of followers around the world. Let's welcome Bryson to talk about his brand's quick rise to fame and more. Okay, thank you for joining us, Bryson. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. So just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Gut Funny? Yeah. So my name's Bryson Opperman, 25 years old, and I've been working with video production, social media, graphic design, that type of stuff for the past five to six years. It's what I went to college for, although I focused more on like filmmaking, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but over the past three years, I've really been delving deeper into more social media, um, graphic design, marketing, and that type of stuff, and then eventually arrived at e-commerce. Um, and so I launched Got Funny. It's been around for a year, um, but I did do some e-commerce stuff. I did have another clothing brand that I did have in September of 2021. Just more so testing the waters I had because I've been doing art and that type of stuff for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And I basically had friends, people that I knew being like, oh, I would absolutely buy that on a shirt or something like that. Um, so I looked into it, um, kind of messed around with what I call like my more serious art, putting that kind <laughs> of stuff on T-shirts, hoodies, um, just, you know, little side business while I was working my regular full time job. And then eventually leaned more into the more humor-based stuff, which is mm-hmm. where Got Funny was born from. And then I've been doing that for the past year, and it's been well, it's been amazing. It's grown a lot, um, a lot faster than I ever expected to. But I'm obviously very thankful for that, and happy to be where I'm at today. And uh, is it is Got Funny a one-man show? Is it just you doing everything? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, obviously, I still have help with uh, like customer service stuff. Um, obviously Printful's helping doing all the, uh, fulfillment, that type of stuff. But as far as got funny itself goes, the business, the designs, the marketing, social media, all that kind of stuff, it is a one man show. It's me doing it all. I take care of, I do obviously sometimes like license designs, mm-hmm. um, or get help here and there. But for the most part, I'm the one coming up with the ideas. I'm the one making them, adding them to the store, deciding, okay, how are we going to market them? I'm the one making the videos, putting it all together. So it is, in essence, a one-man show. I'm going to try not to ask any trade secret questions, but (laughs) (laughs) just in case you can choose not to answer them. But um, merch meme, I think, is quite a competitive market, no? Yes, it is quite competitive. And when I first got into it, um, it was definitely a concern of mine. I mean, At the same time, like looking at all the other brands that I knew of or kind of people that inspired me to start in it, it was both inspiring and daunting because there is a lot of people who do it. And obviously more humor, meme-based stuff um, on shirts have been around. I mean, I remember growing up local hometown, seeing stuff like little gift shops, you always see the funny little things. Um, So I remember getting into it and being like, well, I know I'm going to have competition 
but at the same time, the nice thing is, I mean, humor is universal, um, and it's also has the potential opportunity to be very distinct depending on your style and type of humor. Um, obviously, in today's age of social media and the internet, there's memes, um, stuff that's trending, things that people all relate to that you can kind of take inspiration from. Um, but then there's the humor um, that, you know, can't really be found anywhere else, for lack of a better term. Or like I obviously have my own experiences, my own sense of humor um, and things that I can create, you know, kind of be in, this, in essence the trendsetter or the one who's like, I'm going to make this joke, make this meme or what I'm going to be the origin of it in a sense, um, which allows you to be unique and stand out from other different brands. And obviously that's been something I've strived to do over the past year is like I want to ensure that I'm not just relying on like the humor or the memes that are popular today like yes I'll take inspiration from them and the style might be similar but I see a lot of other different brands out there where it's like I've seen this shirt or this phrase or this style you know in 20 other places I don't want to be that I want to ensure that because it is so competitive and there's a lot of other options out there. I want to make stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And when you started out a year ago, did you already have some sort of audience that you could sell the merch to or you built it from scratch? I had like a small audience. I started on TikTok. That's where like my main, like where I mainly promote stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and when I first started a year ago, I don't know the exact number. I Honestly, it's was under a thousand followers. I know that. So basically kind of starting from scratch. I obviously had friends, family, and people that I knew and a rel relatively small audience. But I think, I mean, part of it's, I honestly just feel like is luck, um, <laughs> but obviously work as well. Because before the story even launched um, last year on April 1st, as I was getting everything ready, I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to like do like a little teaser post to tease, you know, one of the designs that's coming into the store. Um, so I made a video teasing said design because, um, you know, up to this point, I never had, I think the video, I had one video get like just under half a million views. Mm -hmm. um, that was like the biggest viral video I've ever had, which was exciting. But I'm like, I have so few followers. So I'm just going to do it for fun. And of course, that video did blow up and did very well. I think it well, became my most popular video at the time. I don't think it broke a million views, but it broke half a million, which was awesome. Um, but then uh, the pressure was kind of on because the store wasn't ready and wasn't going to be ready for like another <laughs> week or so. Um, and I had all these people in the comments being like, I want this design. I want it now, 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 now. I'm like, oh, shoot, I have to get everything ready now. Um, so that was obviously very exciting because... Before the store was even live, I already had, you know, like the audience was now starting to come there. And that was kind of the stepping stone, the first stepping stone, the foundation of like, okay, now that I have more people coming in and there's already demand for this, how do I build upon that? And how did you build upon that? Is it still TikTok your main channel or? Um, yeah, so TikTok is the main one just in the sense that it is um, the biggest following that I have. I'm right under a hundred thousand followers. It's like ninety-eight K or something like that. So I'm like getting almost, close. I'm just waiting and waiting and trying to get over that hundred K mark. Um, and that is especially in the early days of Got Funny, where a lot of the business was coming from. 
was from TikTok. I had an Instagram page as well, um, but it was more so just to have, I guess. I was posting stuff, designs, that kind of stuff there, kind of leaning more because obviously TikTok is a uh, video-based app. Instagram is more photo-based. So I was kind of playing on the meme style that you kind of see all over the internet on Instagram. And it was doing decent. I mean, it was still under like 500 followers. So I was really focusing on TikTok. And then obviously Instagram has reels as well. And once they started pushing reels really heavily, basically what I was doing is I was just downloading my TikToks that I was making for the brand without the watermark and posting them to Instagram. And then eventually got to the point where um, once the page was around long enough and Instagram kind of recognized, okay, this is a page that's not like a bot or spam or something like that. It's legit. Um, they started, started noticing, okay, now my videos are reaching more and more people and kind of a snowball effect of once the following started to grow on Instagram, similar to how it did on TikTok, then Instagram took off as well. We, I think I just broke 40 K on Instagram as far as followers go. So now I'm at a decent following there as well. Um, and it's nice because it's basically like I still make this photo based post on Instagram, but it's not like I'm recreating videos. I'm just downloading the ones from TikTok um, and posting them as a reel on Instagram. And it's interesting to see because there will sometimes be videos that perform super well on TikTok, um, but not so much on reels and then vice versa. On TikTok, I think my most popular video was like 5.8 million views or something like that. And then I think there's one on Instagram that's almost or just below 10 million views. It's funny because the one that has 10 million views on Instagram, I don't even think broke 100K or maybe adjusted on TikTok. So it's weird to see that kind of stuff happen. Um, but TikTok is definitely kind of still. I mean, I like film all my videos in TikTok. A lot of like I'll do videos where I reply to people's comments and that's all in TikTok. And then it's basically just translating it over to Instagram. Um, but I also use the Instagram story feature really heavily to like communicate information and engage with the audience. So each one definitely has kind of their purpose and what I use them for. But TikTok is really where things started and continue to grow. And you mentioned that when you started out, you still had like a full time job, right? Yes. Oh, well, that's so, uh, yeah, that I think that's the dream story started as a side <laughs> hustle. Now it's a full time business. Yes. And as I mentioned earlier, like I never expected, I was always fairly confident or like one of my goals was to have got funny, take off and be successful to the point where I could leave my full-time job and focus on it full-time. I just never expected it to happen in less than a year's time. It is. When did you realize like, okay, this is actually happening and I might get to fulfill my dream? Like right off the bat, as I mentioned, I had that one design go pretty viral, which was awesome. And then going into like june and july like just a couple months after the store launched things were still doing pretty well i had another design kind of click and hit with people and then i snowballed that design into like a whole collection of designs similar to that one which did very very well and then august of last year i had another design take off and it just kind of kept happening um, and the nice thing is with even just one design taking off, it gets people to the store. It gets people familiar with me, the brand and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they just keep coming back for more. And I just kept basically snowballing things to keep, you know, months continuously um, working well. And so I think I realized honestly, as soon as August, September, that there is potential like 
if I can keep this up, I definitely can leave my job and focus on it full time. But I didn't like fully take that step of like, okay, this is happening until February of this year. I was basically waiting, like, I want to reach April of this year to ensure, like, okay, this is still going to do well. There is consistency and I can feel confident and comfortable leaving my full-time job. Um, but basically, I just woke up one February morning and I'm like, I think I'm I'm just ready. The, really just, didn't want to go to work, right? <laughs> yeah, the moment felt right. And I went into work that day, put in my two weeks notice and haven't really looked back since. Nice. Um, so... Now, and it's been nice because I was still nervous after doing that. Like, what if for some reason, like, it doesn't work out or, like, March comes along or April, whatever, and things just tank. Like, what am I going to do then? So there's definitely apprehensions and still have a little bit of that anxiety surrounding that, um, despite the fact that I look at the numbers, finance, all that kind of stuff. And I am still doing well. But as I've spent time and had the time to focus on it full time, I realized, oh, there's a lot more potential and things I can do here. I can really focus on it and just make sure I'm taking steps to add new designs, keep things fresh, communicate with people more, and really focus on building that community. Because um, at its core, I think having that strong community of people who are invested in not only the brand, but myself, and will continue to support me and what I do is really what's going to, I mean, that's what this is built on. That's kind of the foundation of having those people, that audience, those followers who will, you know, support what I do and then recommend it to their friends and then just make sure that I can sustain this and keep doing it since it is, you know, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a great time doing it. That's good to hear. And um, did you use print on demand and Printful from the get go? Was it your sort of first step or did you research some other options as well i i mean basically it was from the get-go because when i first when i did that first clothing brand back in september because i knew because i had a full-time job i'm like this is a side hustle that i can only dedicate so much time to in any given week and i live in a studio apartment i don't have space for like a printing machine i don't have the capital to buy a bunch of stuff wholesale and like print it myself um and all that kind of fun stuff and then I learned about print on demand, just like researching my options. Um, and Printful was the one that kept coming up. There were a couple other ones that I looked at. Like I know Printify is another popular option. Um, but I just think I liked Printful's options and integrations more. Um, so basically, even with the old clothing brand, that's what I started with was Printful. And I was just very satisfied with both the quality, customer service, and the options that I did have, how easy it was in to integrate into Shopify. Um, and I was just very happy with it. And so when it came around to Got Funny and when I first launched that, I mean, it was a very easy and simple choice. Like, well, I've been doing this for the past couple months. I know this works. I'm very happy with how it's working. So, you know, it was nice because I had that experience of that like first test phase with the uh, first clothing brand. And then I could just hit the ground running with Got Funny. And then, yeah, it's just been, and then it's been great ever since now that I have like a customer service representative, somebody who's helping me along the way, learning about the new things Printful's offering, and just the support that has been given to me um, as I continue to grow has been phenomenal. And from what I can tell and have seen from other people um, who maybe use different options, I just don't feel like that would have been there with that. So that's been awesome. I'm very happy to hear that. I'll pass that <laughs> on to the team. 
And um, how do you, you mentioned that you now have more time to dedicate for creating new designs, etc. Do you have a strategy? How often do you want to re- release those designs or you just see what happens, where it goes? I try to, I tell myself that I have a strategy, but <laughs> I, really, I really don't. It's more so like, I'll be like, okay, I have, because that's the other thing is like, just being the creative that I am. I'm I'm always creating stuff and I always have like ideas running through my head. Like I have, I love to use like the notes app on my phone and computer and like at any given moment in the day, whether like I'm at the gym or whatever it might be. And if I have something funny pop into my head or if my friend says something funny, I'm like, oh, I got to write that down. It's a great t-shirt idea. Um, and I, it might take like, I know there's ideas I have in my phone that I haven't touched or looked at or have been there for, I don't know, since last July. Like I'm like, I have this idea. I don't know what I'm going to do with it or I've just forgotten about it, but it's there and I can one day come back to it. Um, So I know I have no shortage of ideas or like I'll even just be in like a creative mood where it's like I'm just going to create a bunch of shirts. Um, Like I have shirts that I created as far back as July and June of last year as well, but I just haven't added them to the store because it just hasn't kind kind of like going on like a gut feeling in a sense where it's like I'll add this when it feels right or there's been some designs where I make don't touch for a few months, come back. I'm like, I don't like how that looks. I'm going to redesign that and then I'm much happier and then I add it to the store. Um, But more recently with the time that I have, I have been a little bit more strategic with it as far as what I'm adding to the store and when I'm adding it to the store, especially like these past couple months and going into the summer, I've been very intentional with what I'm adding and when I'm adding it. And I get a lot of um, comments or t-shirt design ideas from random people and followers that I have. So I've been adding a lot of those to the store just as a way of like, thank you for your support. Um, And it's just, I know it's fun to see somebody leave a comment and then they see that I have made their shirt a reality. And it's just always fun to see that reaction. So I've been focusing on that a lot. In March, I launched like an athletic um, gym themed collection just because I'd been getting a lot of requests for that, which allowed me to experiment with like new products. Like I added shorts to my store for the first time, which is fun. And I'm continuing to build upon that collection. Uh, um, Earth Day is on the 22nd. So I did a whole Earth Day themed collection. Um, and then obviously as the summer comes, um, like right now we're kind of getting into like that music festival season and music's a huge passion of mine. Um, and so I've been kind of combining both my old, more serious style with, you know, the comedic elements of my current brand and making it more music themed just because it kind of combines a lot of my passions into one. So that's been a lot of fun and it gives me the opportunity to add that kind of stuff to the store. And then obviously summer's around the corner. So focusing in like bucket hats, tank tops, whatever that kind of stuff. So I've definitely taken a more strategic approach than I may have before where I'm just kind of adding stuff because I felt like it. But there is still very much that randomness to it to where there are days where I wake up and I'm like, yeah, this is funny. I'm going to add this to the store right now. So it's kind of a mix of both, but that's just kind of the approach I've taken in general is a little bit more loose, free flowing approach where it's like, I don't have like a written down schedule of this specific design is going to launch on this specific Thursday, just because that's how I am. That's how I operate. And that's just kind of what got funny is, is it's supposed to be not as serious. It's supposed to be a little bit more fun, spontaneous. So that's kind of just how I treat it in all aspects of the business, like whether it's marketing, adding new stuff to the store designs, that's just how I enjoy working on it. Nice. 
How was your uh, first Black Friday? Did you do something special for that? Yes, um, I did. I mean, just a kind of typical Black Friday sale where it's like 20% off everything in the store. Now that I've gotten to feel like now it's been a year, I've gotten like I had a lot of fun with the one year anniversary sale that we just did. And the giveaway that we just had was really exciting to see. Um, and so I'm like, now I'm excited. Come Q4 where Black Friday, Halloween, Christmas, all that big stuff is. Like I did collections and stuff for, but I'm like, okay, now I know I can go into these holidays and these months and just do something unique and different. Like I want to do something beyond just a 20% off sale. I want it to be, you know, interactive and engaging and fun in some type of way. And like I said earlier, offer something that other people aren't offering, provide something that people can't really get anywhere else. What do you do? Like, I'm going to go ahead and assume that not all designs are bestsellers. Like you probably sometimes launch something that doesn't immediately fly off the shelves. Correct. How do you deal with that? Do you leave them be and see whether they suddenly go boom or do you just remove them after some time? A bit of both. Like there's been some that do instantly take off, like immediately, um, which is obviously which is awesome. ideal scenario, yes. Yeah, um, but I understand that, especially with the amount that I add in any given time period, I know that's not going to be the case with every single one of them. Um, especially since there are certain ones where I'm like, I think they're absolutely hilarious. I'm like, these are funny. I think it's awesome, and it just doesn't sell super well. But I'm like, I'm going to keep it in the store because I think it's hilarious. Um, or there's certain ones where like maybe, like I've said, um, all people request like a design or something like that. And some of them might be a little bit more niche um, or specific to, I don't know, some situation in their life, whatever it might be. And I'll add it to the store for them. And it actually goes one of two ways where the request that I get does blow up. And a lot of people are like, this is awesome. I love this. I also want this. So I'm like, awesome. It's a bestseller now. Or it goes the other route where it's like one to two, three people buy it. Um, and it just kind of sits there in obscurity. And then eventually I'm like, okay, well, I know the person who requested it has it and they're happy with it. It's not selling super well. I'm personally not feeling it anymore. So I'll remove it from the store. But that is the nice thing about like print on demand is I can add as many different things to the store as I want, whether it's products or designs, give it a feel. And if it's not working, I can just get rid of it and no sweat off my back. Um, but there definitely have been some where... I'm like, I don't think this design's gonna do super well. Like, I'm just, I was feeling it at the time. I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm gonna like promote it again, maybe make a video about it just to maybe get a feel. And there have been some like older designs. Like I had a design that's been in the store probably since last April and I did a video and I included that design in it. And there wasn't like, it's not like it blew up on the same level that some did, but there was like a specific niche group of people who were like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. I really like this one tagging other people in it. I'm like, okay, so there is demand for it. It might not be up here with some of the other ones, but you know, one of my goals is to like, you know, focus on the customers and the people who are supporting what I'm doing. I want to keep this in the store for them. And I know there is demand no matter how small or big it might be. Um, in fact, I recently did a giveaway on Instagram. And one of the requirements of the giveaway was for the people to leave in the comments their favorite design in the store. And it was actually a lot of fun to like scroll through the comments because there were some people who, you know, were saying like the best sellers was their favorite design or something like that, like ones that I expected to see. Um, but then there was a few in the comments where I'm like, I honestly just forgot that design was even in the store. 
Um, that's awesome. Like, it's crazy to see some that are people's favorites when I had completely even forgotten they were there. Um, and especially as I continue to grow and add more, and as I've said, I have no shortage of ideas. We have a ton of stuff in the store. There's so many different designs. I'm just building and expanding upon that. Um, I'm definitely working on, okay, there probably gets a point where there's just too much. It might be a little bit overwhelming. So I might have to kind of condense or maybe do like limited drops where it's like, and I've done that before, like Halloween, Christmas, where these are only available at these specific times. Um, but it is nice because that's another, I guess, goal of mine or with Got Funny, like looking, if you look at the designs and the stuff in the store, like you definitely see um, reoccurring styles um, or types of humor or whatever it might be. But you also see a lot of like variety. And I do that for two reasons. A, because, you know, that's just how I work as an artist. I don't like feeling stuck to one specific style. I like to experiment, try new things, whatever it might be. And I just think that helps me be as a business, like, you know, cast a wider net, reach a larger audience and provide something that anyone and everyone can enjoy. Like I always tell people, my goal is so anybody can come into the store look through everything and find at least one thing that they're like, okay, I think I'd actually buy that. <laughs> That's a good philosophy. Do you feel that um, sometimes your jokes can be taken as controversial? Because obviously oh. <laughs> jokes are, uh, it's a fine line to walk, I think. Uh, yeah, I definitely, there is no doubt about it in my mind that <laughs> I've definitely had some controversy before when it comes to some of the jokes I make. Um, I don't think there's ever been one where I felt bad about it necessarily. I definitely take it into consideration. And there's been a few designs where I've kind of asked my audience, I'm like, hey, is this, A, is this even funny or B, like, eh, just not. And usually I can tell because if I'm even questioning it in the first place, I'm kind of like, maybe I shouldn't. Um, but there's definitely, as I do touch on subjects that might be, that can be devices that divisive, that can be political um, and I know might be controversial and there is also a bit of a strategy and purpose to that as well, where it's like, I know by making something, it's the whole, like, there's no such thing as bad press type thing where it's like, I know if I make something that's controversial, a, I know there's gonna be people that love it and there's gonna be people that hate it. Um, and when both of those people are arguing with each other in the comments, the algorithm doesn't care. It just views it as comments, engagement, whatever. And that helps boost the video, which helps get me more exposure um, and all that type of stuff, which, I mean, you can feel that how you want about that. But, you know, obviously I'm, it's a business. I'm in the business of trying to get my stuff out there as much as possible. But at the same time, like I am very passionate about certain issues in the world. Um, and I am very open about how I feel about these different subjects. And like, I've had people even just reach out to me like, oh, you shouldn't mix business and politics or business and your personal beliefs. And I'm like, well, that's who I am. Like I am me and got funny. Like we are connected. I am the face of it. Like I want who I am and my essence to be infused into what I'm doing. And so that's going to involve creating these designs or shirts that have my opinions and my beliefs or stuff that people might disagree with. And so while it can be controversial, I'm completely okay with that because in my mind, I'll put stuff out there. I'm like, this shouldn't be controversial. The fact that this is even viewed as controversial, I think is ridiculous. Um, and I like to use both the humor and, and that's the other thing is like the whole 
one of the main points of Got Funny is to kind of not take life so seriously, to take time to laugh at things, no matter how like um controversial it might be. So I want to make sure, or I always, you know, am doing what I can to, you know, poke fun at stuff that might be a little bit more out there. Uh, um, and I understand some people might not like that. I get messages. I got a message yesterday where somebody sent me a paragraph being like, I'm really offended. I don't like this shirt, yada, yada, yada. Please remove it from your store. And I'm like, sorry, I'm just not going to do that because in my mind, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> at least when you're selling merch and doing business, it's the the thing to be scared about is being very, very boring. I think that's the, that's the part yeah, that um, doesn't sell. I knew that I was doing well the second that like I got a hate comment or <laughs> got controversial. I'm like, okay, I've now gotten to the point where people dislike what I'm doing or angry about it. So clearly I'm doing something right because I'm now big enough to where I'm going to get perspective from everybody and everybody. Um, so I always tell people, I'm like, once once people start hating on what you're doing, that's how you know you're doing something well. And it's very easy to focus because it usually is like a small 1% chunk of people who maybe not like it. Where the other 99% of people are like, oh, this is amazing. I love it, whatever. But that 1% can feel very large just because that's how we are as humans. We take things very personally. Um, but I've definitely developed a lot thicker skin and just been like, if you don't like it, then don't buy it and move on with your day. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing to appease one person. Do you respond to those comments in any way or just let them be? If somebody sends me an email or messages me like through the store, I usually just ignore it because, you know, they, I just don't want to deal with it. Um, but if it is on like social media, specifically TikTok, because my TikTok is like, it's me. Like my Instagram account is got funny, whereas my TikTok is Bryce and it's who I am. I post a lot more to TikTok. Like there's certain uh, videos I post a TikTok that I don't post reels because it's more connected to the business. Uh, um, so TikToks are much more personal. And so there are times where I'll even do like video response to comments or basically get into arguments in the comments um, specifically, but I really only do it. Like if somebody leaves a mean comment, like I remember I got one the other day that was like all these shirts are like super cringe or something like that. If it's something like that, I'll, I'll sometimes even take it and then like respond to it and like thank you so much like that's what i'm going for type like playing off it like i know you left this comment to upset me but i'm now going to turn it into a marketing opportunity to show how cringe these shirts can actually be um but if it is something that i'm like passionate about um whether it's political or something whatever it might be and it's of an issue that i care about and want to address and respond to in a more serious manner i'll do that as well but i also have become a lot more um I guess, protective of my own mental health to be like, sometimes I just need to delete the comment, move on, ignore it, whatever it might be, because I just don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm, I understand. And uh, I, I think I noticed um, you mentioned that you like to sort of combine the, the business part and what you are passionate about. I noticed yes. that you also donate to some charities, if I remember correctly, right? Another thing, when I started this clothing brand, I'm like, okay, because I'm just passionate about what can, what impact can I leave on the world? And so with the clothing brand, I'm like, okay, if this gets to a point where I can, you know, obviously afford to live the life that I want to live. Um, and then once it goes beyond that, like I can use the funds that I have to support the issues um, and people, things that I'm passionate about. Um, so I definitely do certain collections um, to, you know, raise funds. Like, like the Earth Day one, for example, 
the goal, one of the goals of that one is to use a portion of the profits donated to various like um, environmental charities, that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's other times where it's like, I just kind of like out of the blue, I'm like, oh, I'll donate it to, you know, this specific charity organization that I'm passionate about just because I can afford to do that, which is a very nice feeling to have. And then some of it, going back to like the controversy type stuff, there have been times where, and it's really weird, especially since like a large part of my audience, 75% of my audience is female. I'm on both TikTok and Instagram. And I make a lot of designs that not necessarily targeted towards women, but maybe in a sense can be viewed that way. Or it's just, I've just, I mean, that's, I've just, as a man, I've always been a little bit more feminine. Um, and like was basically my entire life was like my mom and my sister. So I've been surrounded by women most of my life. And I just think there's a lot of potential there. And I have a lot of fun with it. And at the end of the day, I always tell people is like, my clothing, it's all like unisex. Like, yeah, the design might be like feminine or masculine in whatever sense, but anybody and everybody can wear that. And that's the point I'm trying to make. But going back to what I was saying, I sometimes get people in my comments upset at me and be like, I wish I could buy this specific shirt from a woman just because for some reason <laughs> they see me as a man making these shirts and they don't like it. Um, and I'm like, whatever. Like I did a whole collection in like, uh, like, uh, like a STEM collection um, for like, um, people in like that industry or whatever. And when I'm making them, I view them as like, I don't care if you're man, woman, whatever, you can wear these. Um, but some people got upset with me because they seem to be targeted towards women. They're like, why are you as a man making these shirts? You should be donating the money, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like you are accusing me of profiting off of, you know, these shirts, whatever these issues where it's like, no, I am using a portion of these funds. Like the whole point or not the whole point, but one of the points is to, you know, whether it's to raise money or bring awareness to these various issues. That's the other thing is um, kind of outside of the clothing brand, just going back to me and what I'm passionate about. So like I have a large following and a lot of that following stems from like these clothing or the, the clothing brand that I have got funny. Like I recognize a large chunk of my audience just wants to see the silly shirts that I make. Um, but because I have that audience, and I have a voice that people are listening to. I'm like, I want to use this voice and this platform that I have to bring awareness to issues that I'm talking about. Like, I remember getting a comment a few months back where some guy was basically like, stop talking about this stuff. Just show me the funny shirts. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I am passionate about these things and the clothing brand and I are intertwined. So I'm going to talk about the things that I want to bring awareness to, raise funds for, whatever it might be. And so that's another... Especially since, like, I think a lot of people just kind of dis maybe dismiss that or don't think that that's something that I'm doing just because the clothing brand itself is obviously very comedic-based. Like, it's very, very funny. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and so, obviously, when it comes to raising funds and talking about these issues that are a lot more serious, um, some people might not even realize I'm doing that or might not take it as seriously, um, which just goes back to kind of the whole mission and vision behind Got Funny is, like, we can talk about these various serious issues and talk about the things going on in the world that might be more serious, but also take the time to laugh at it or to, you know, approach it from a more comedic sense, especially since a lot of these issues might be a little bit more heavier and kind of having that comedic element into it. Like I always think about like comedians, comedy shows, or there's like certain podcasts I listen to 
that touch on very heavy subjects, but infuse humor because that just, it makes it more, I guess, tangible or makes it more digestible in a sense where it's like, okay, we can talk about these issues, but I don't have to feel super tense and uncomfortable while we're doing that. And so that's kind of another approach I've taken in order to obviously make silly t-shirts, which is all fun and dandy, but also talk about the issues that I really care about. Yeah. And I think from the conversations I've had with customers, it, it often comes up as a point that it's one of the coping mechanisms. Like there's a lot of bad stuff happening out there in the world. So you have to be able to talk about it and doing it with humor doesn't mean that it's not serious, so to speak. It's still an issue. It's yeah. just you need some release from that serious stuff all and the time I, as and well. I think it's a, and it's definitely a very, it obviously applies to every generation, but I think especially with like the younger millennial and Gen Z audience, like that's just kind of our thing in a sense where like you see it all over the internet. Like a lot of our humor is like, I think the best example I always think of is like, you know, um, obviously depression and anxiety is a very, very serious thing, but you look at memes and stuff all across the internet and a lot of it is kind of based on, you know, these issues of depression, anxiety, you know, just a general feeling of sadness, whatever it might be, and using humor to either cope with it or to just kind of bring a little bit more light into people's lives. Or like you were saying, like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, a lot of not so great stuff. And so we shouldn't have to just kind of accept it and live in misery in a sense. It's like we can also have fun with it or like use humor to help ease our mind in a sense. So it's been a year for you at, and got funny. What what are your biggest lessons you've learned? Honestly, going back to some of the stuff I was saying earlier is going to sound weird because I'm sure if you asked any business person, whatever, <laughs> um, they would probably tell you to take things very seriously, to be very organized or whatever. And this, this also just might depend on the person. Like I've said, I'm very kind of easygoing, go with the flow, free flow, whatever. And I've definitely found from both a design and marketing perspective, just kind of not winging it, but just having well, having fun with it. That's obviously a big part of it. Mm -hmm. But just not taking things so seriously or not trying so hard. Like when it comes to marketing, especially, I always tell people like some of you are taking like you're taking a very analytical and tactile approach. Like you're almost trying too hard to formulate a video that you think is going to appease the algorithm, but you're mm -hmm. not making content for the algorithm. You're making content for people. I think the mistake that we make is, you know, we're talking and viewing people through screens, especially on social media. But I don't think a lot of people forget, like on the other side of that screen is a person. And it's like, how would you talk to your friends? Like if I were to go up to my friends and family and show them all these t-shirts, how would I present it to them in a, you know, almost kind of like a show or performance? Um, and I remember when I first started off on social media, um, promoting the brand and all that kind of stuff, I was kind of in that trap of like, I was purposely making content that I'm like, I want this to go viral. I'm formulating it in a way that I think will work um, or kind of in a sense, copying what other people were doing. Like, oh, this video got 2 million views. I'll just kind of recreate that for my brand or whatever. And then it gets like 2000. I'm like, what the heck? Why didn't that work? And so the, one of the biggest lessons I learned is really just staying true to myself, both for the business and my marketing efforts where I'm like, okay, like I don't want to copy or kind of take inspiration from what, oh, well, I take inspiration from other people. 
Um, but I don't want to, what's working for somebody else might not necessarily work for me. And so what I kind of discovered is one day I just kind of woke up and I'm like, these videos aren't working. My approach isn't working. I'm just going to have fun with it in a sense. I'm just going to stop trying so hard. I'm going to stop trying to use the right hashtags on videos. I'm just going to create stuff that I think is funny and put it out there. And sure enough, within like two weeks, I started seeing more views and followers come I'm like, oh, this is kind of working. Cause what I realized is like, there's only, there's only one me in the world. There's nobody else out there that has my experiences. There might be people who can relate to me and relate to my experiences and my style and my sense of humor, whatever it might be, but only I personally have it. I can only personally present it to the world. And so I took a much more personal approach, both to the designs and the marketing. Cause I think at the beginning, the mistake I was making is like, I was kind of doing that thing where it's like, I'm like, oh, I think this shirt's going to sell really well because it's based on like this meme that's super popular right now, whatever. But then again, there's 20 other brands doing that exact same thing. So I started making stuff that I'm like, this, this, this was from my brain. Like there might be similar stuff out there or whatever. Um, but only I thought of this thing and only I made it happen. Like nobody can get this anywhere else unless they steal it from me. But, uh, um, like this is uniquely me and other people can relate to that and see like, oh, I can't get this anywhere else. And so once I started taking that approach and I was doing stuff that just felt more genuine and authentic and unique, I definitely found that helped both the business grow um, as well as like my following. It helped improve my marketing efforts. And I just found by doing that, I just had more fun with it in general like designing stuff that I'm just like, oh, I had this ridiculous idea in the shower for some silly little t-shirt. I'm going to go into Photoshop and create this abomination that is hilarious um, and intentionally maybe looks a little goofy, whatever it might be. Um, so I think that was the biggest lesson I learned is in essence, which goes back to the whole point of what got funny is it's like just to not take things too seriously. I think by taking especially with just the way social media and the internet works these days. Like you look back at like, you know, the early 2010s back when social media was fairly new and the approach you took was a lot different than how it is now. Um, I think like the best example I always use is like advertising. Like I don't do any paid advertising. All my traffic is organic. All the sales come in for the most part from something like a TikTok I made or an Instagram post I made, whatever it might be. I don't put any money into advertising because I know how I consume ads. Every time I see an ad, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, whatever, as soon as I see that it's a sponsor or that it's an ad, I skip right past it. I do not care what they have to say to me unless it's a brand that I'm already familiar with or like a movie trailer for something that I know, whatever it might be, I might pay attention. Um, but for the most part, I skip right past it. And I know that's how a lot of people my age view stuff and people my age is my target audience. So I'm like, okay, how can I create content or market my product? Cause that's what I'm doing is I'm marketing and advertising these products cause I want people to buy them, but how can I do it in a way that doesn't feel like they're being advertised or marketed to? Um, so it's been really interesting over the past year to make like so much of my content is essentially an advertisement. Like it's, here's the shirt I made, please go buy it. But I don't present it that way. I just present it as here's a funny shirt I made. And people are like, oh, I definitely need that. I'm like, oh, glad you asked. Here's where you can go find it. Like I can count on one hand the amount of comments I've gotten over the year being like, 
you should mark this as an advertisement or this is clearly an ad or something like that just because it feels so genuine and authentic. And at the end of the day, like I said, I'm just having fun with it. And I think a lot of people see that and can feel that. And then they start having fun with it too. Um, so, and going back to um, just for any, and that's like, like, I definitely have the benefit of because Got Funny is very comedic based. It's very easy to kind of take that approach. I understand if it was like maybe a more serious clothing brand um, or like a law firm or something like advertising and promoting it that way might not work. But even then, like there are people or accounts and videos I've seen on TikTok where it is like a doctor's office or like a law firm or something like that. And they're just having, they're creating fun, goofy content that people enjoy consuming. Like it doesn't have to be so serious or it's not formulated for the algorithm or anything. It's just people being genuine and people being themselves. Like at the end of the day, you should put content and stuff out there. Like just put yourself out there in a way that you would present yourself to your friends and your family. Like if you were to meet somebody in person and tell them about the thing you're doing or try to sell them on it, how would you do it? You would take a very genuine and authentic approach. Um, and I think a lot of people are just kind of missing that key component because we happen to be having these interactions through our screens. Yeah, but I totally agree. I think that um, it's also changing who we see as business people in general. Like you mentioned that, oh, probably serious businessmen wouldn't say this, but I think it's changed so much who who actually can become serious businessmen, so to speak, who have like solid businesses behind them because it's just, uh, it's a different economy. It's a creator's economy. You can go yeah. ahead and create something that's unique to you. And it, if it works, it works. And that's amazing. Very happy that it's worked for you. Thank you. So what are your future plans for Get Funny? Do you have anything in the pipeline that you can share? Yeah. So, I mean, I have obviously always have new designs, new collections. Like I talked about the summer collection coming soon, the music festival themed one. I'll have some stuff for going back to school, Halloween, uh, Christmas, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but overall, my goals is to kind of just continue building upon the brand and base that I've established over the past year, both for the business and myself. Um, my big focus now and forever going forward is going to be that community um, building that relationship with the audience that I have on both like a professional and personal level where it's like, I want to build something where people feel like they're a part of what's happening here. It got funny, but also feel like, like I'm like, I want to be that person. I don't want to be just another faceless brand or business out there. I want to kind of be on the ground level with everybody else and be like, Hey, if you have questions, feel free to ask me. Like I have a discord server that I started, um, to build this kind of community and like people can just come in and suggest shirt ideas or ask me any questions, whatever it might be, whether it's like, how's the weather today in your city or how do I get my own business up and running? No matter how serious or unserious it might be. I just want to provide that experience where it feels more personal and authentic. Like I was saying that I kind of do with, you know, just social media and marketing in general. Um, and then just I guess another goal that is a little bit more personal but related to Got Funny is I want to, you know, kind of do stuff like this where I'm providing information um, and helping other people accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. Like, um, like yes, Got Funny took off in less than a year's time, which is awesome, and I'm very grateful mm. for that. 
Um, but I think a lot of people kind of see that and it's like, oh, this must be pretty easy. It's like, no, no, no. What you're not seeing is the five plus years before that, the, the schooling that I had, the experiences that I went through, the first clothing brand I had that didn't really work out. Like there's stuff that led up to this point that allowed it to be successful. So how can I provide tips, tricks, and information, whatever it might be to help people kind of expedite that process and, you know, avoid the mistakes that maybe I made or just kind of like there's times where it's like, oh, I'm trying different things. I had to spend years learning Photoshop or whatever it might be mm. in order to, you know, make this as, as successful as it is today. Um, so going like, as I said, like supporting the issues, charities and that kind of stuff that I'm passionate about. Um, I also want to support other people who are also very passionate about the things that they do, whether it is starting their own e-commerce brand or maybe something similar, um, growing their own business, whatever it might be. Like I personally just feel like I have a lot of information and experience that I can share with the world. Um, so I want to use the platforms that I have or just this experience in general to provide that information as well. Like I don't want to gatekeep or be like, oh, I'm holding these secrets and things that nobody else can have. I'm the only one that can be successful. I don't want that. I want to ensure that others can attain the same level of success that I've also reached. Um, so that's just another personal goal of mine. Um, but just forgot funny in the store in general. I mean, it's, it feels good to just say, like, I mean, just continue doing what I'm doing. Like things are going well. It's not like I need to drastically shake things up so they continue doing well. It's just a matter of continue building upon what I've been doing um, and just cultivating, building that audience and obviously adding fun new designs and products that people can enjoy. Amazing. So, and if our listeners want to get in touch with you or see what's new at Got Funny, where should they go? So yeah, if you're curious about the store and want to see that kind of stuff, um, the the store itself is gotfunnymerch.com. And then same thing for Instagram. If you just search gotfunnymerch, you can look for it there on Instagram. TikTok is different. TikTok, like I said, it's me. Um, so that's B-R-Y um, S or what is it? I got to say that one again. Um <laughs> There's a dot in there somewhere. I'm trying to remember what it is because it's Bryce Online, B-R-Y-S dot O-N-L-I-N-E. That's where you can find me on TikTok. And then if you do want to get in touch with me personally, as I said, I'm very open, um, want to help people however they can. So if anybody does want to get in touch with me, I mean, they can send me a DM on Instagram or if they just want to email me personally, I'm completely okay with that as well. Bryson Opperman at gmail.com. That's B-R-Y-S-O-N. O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N-N at gmail.com. That is two N's. That's the mistake people always make with my <laughs> last names. That's why I spelled it out. Um, but yeah, other than that, obviously, feel free to support me in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, if you enjoy the stuff that you see, feel free to buy a t-shirt or something. Well, thank you for joining us, Bryce. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Bryson Opperman from Got Funny. If you want to follow Bryson and Got Funny, check the episode description. You'll find all the necessary links and information there. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode of Ideas Fulfilled by Printful Enterprise.